0: To another episode of the Streaking the Lawn podcast. Once again, my name is Pierce, and once again, Zach is with me. Hello, Zach. How are you?
1: Hello, Pierce. I am wonderful. It's just Uh, you and me.
0: We're all just you and
1: me. It's like last year.
0: No one wants to hang out. Oh, well, lost all our friends. Yeah. That'll happen. Uh, And, uh, you know, we've got another loss to talk about uh, today, which is the uh, unfortunate loss on the road in whatever they're calling the carrier dome these days to uh, to the orange for the who's that uh, a loss that, you know, we went back and forth about uh, maybe they'll even lose big. And at one point it seemed like they might, but uh, yeah. mainly because there were just some errors that, that uh, UVA, uh, if it had gone otherwise uh, would have won the game. So rather yeah. than it being like close to a blowout, it sort of turned into, or it did turn into a, a, a very close game. Um, because the defense was playing so well so we will of course get into things that you probably watched dear listener but uh break down some of the the notes from the game and and just where do we go from here um to start things off sec i mean takeaways are are, are well documented on streakinglaw.com of course <laughs> but here in audio format what what what's your first thought you know wrapping up this game especially having a few days to, to look back at your notes and, and check some stats yeah i mean less, I, less emotion involved. yeah
1: <laughs> i i still think that it comes down to brennan armstrong in a lot of ways and there's a thousand different things you can say about this offense right now um because i mean listen it was good th- who's came back, you know, they were down, what, 16-0 at halftime, took the lead late. Like, you have to appreciate that, once again, there was proof of fight. There was proof of, of something happening. I mean, ODU is more sort of last second, oh, crap, we got to, like, win this game still. Um, Syracuse, <laughs> something was said in the locker room. You know, they came out and, and ran the ball more and committed to that more. But it's sort of a, a, just a matter of Brennan Armstrong continues to not be the certainty we thought that he would be no one expected him to, to throw 400 yards a game again no one expected him to put up the records necessarily that he did last year a new offense with a new offensive line and, and everything that comes with a new mm-hmm. system but he continues to just not look like the player that we thought he would be and, and the truth is I mean it's football like this team's going to go as far as the quarterback takes them and <clears throat> he didn't take them to a win on Friday, like it, it was really sort of as simple as that. I mean, there were throws that he missed. There were um, open guys that he missed, right? A lot of open throws. Mm-hmm. I mean, <clears throat> on I think the first offensive drive of the game, he missed Keeton Thompson over the top, which would have been a touchdown and would have sort of just shut everything up and just made this a game in the first half that they probably run away with in the second. Mm-hmm. Um, you know he had Keaton open in the flat on fourth and whatever it was three or something at, at the end of the game when he tried to throw between two guys to Lavelle Davis. Um, it seemed like he's he's locking in on targets. He's simply his mechanics are off. I'm not a, a, a you know quarterback sort of mechanics expert, but mm-hmm. you can just tell that the way he's throwing the ball, he's not comfortable. It seems when he's doing it, he's not confident in his arm, which is crazy because this is like the most. I mean. We've had some confident quarterbacks in the last couple of years, the last couple, you know, guys that have come through here, but he doesn't seem confident after being that guy that was just like, I'm going to throw this ball into this tiny space 50 yards down the field and my receiver is going to catch it and we're going to score 48 points in this game last mm-hmm. year. Um, and then he's trying to make up for that by, by being over aggressive and, and over-asserting himself and then turning the ball over, like running into Lavelle Davis Jr. and fumbling the ball. Like what, mm-hmm. what are these fluke fumbles, uh, enough fluke fumbles. And you start to say, well, oh, what's happening here? I mean, there right. were two against ODU where you're just like, all right, well, like he got blindsided and then he just had a hard hit and, and the ball came loose, but enough of these turnovers, he's turned the ball over seven times in four games with, good. I think, versus only four st- touchdowns through, through the air, uh, one on the ground. So, um, I don't mean to put everything on him. It's not all on him. There's plenty of other issues with this team, with his staff. But if Brennan was the player he was last year, we're three and one right now and feeling a lot different about this season.
0: Well, and yeah, you, yeah I know where you're saying you don't want to put it all on him because obviously there's more to a team. But, you know, I think Brennan would probably be the first to say, quarterback's the quarterback right like yeah. and if the quarterback's not getting the job done then the team's not going to win so it, it the buck sort of does start and stop with, with the qb in some ways and right. he hasn't been the same so i mean you you ran through those stats and we've all seen it with our eyes it just doesn't look good and and yeah. I, I i don't mean throwing motion or, or, or things like that. you know it's it's like you sort of j- you, you question the decision making you you're looking at there. Go. Well, what did you see there that right. you thought that was going to work yeah. and yeah he's not being helped by an offensive line that's letting him get um completely uh ransacked back there and he's uh not being helped when receivers who previously have been super short-handed are are dropping passes but uh, they're also uh, what was the, the catch in the ODU game? They, you know, Keaton, like, yeah, levitated to get like that. That, that was right. a, you know, you've got some spectacular plays that are also uh, helping him conversely. So all in all, it's been a complete uh, disaster for him. For a guy that you know, it, it wasn't a joke to talk about Heisman talk for right. the amount of production that he had had. I mean,
1: they're still showing his odds on our website.
0: Like, <laughs>
1: you know what I mean? Like, yeah. th- there was like even through four games of not playing well. Right. I mean, you know, whatever. But but and here's the other thing: the protection wasn't horrible against Syracuse. It yeah, was yeah, good. Wasn't. Yeah. But I mean, it, just off the stats. 30.4% uh, of snaps, he was under pressure versus 378 against Illinois. I mean, that's not a huge difference, but that's something. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so so the offensive line is done a little bit better against real competition. I mean, Syracuse is not Illinois. They're not a one-to-one comparison by any means. Illinois is probably a better um, defense, better, better mm-hmm. defensive line. But, I mean... It, it's not unreasonable to have to play with a little bit of pressure in your face as a quarterback.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, you talk about Wicks. um, This is off of stats from a tweet um, by ESPN's David Hale. So he has 48 targets this year. This is just going into sort of more of the offensive Mm -hmm. issues that this team has had 48 targets, 17 catches, which is 490th in the FBS with a 35.4% catch rate. He has eight drops, which is two more than any other FBS receiver. 4.1 4.1 yards per for co- per target versus 12.8 yards per target in 2021.
0: Ooh. which just
1: gets a little, I mean, which does alleviate when this is the number one receiver that Armstrong had last year, it does alleviate a little bit of those issues uh, or sort of the blame on Armstrong, but it also highlights the fact that probably the two best offensive players on last year's team outside of the offensive line with Olu, um, I, I don't know how you its a hard comparison to make there, but those two guys are not producing. Yeah. And even when you have a running game that frankly should be utilized more. And if, and if the offense had gone to the running game more in the first half, it probably would have been better. I mean, uh, another comparison to the Illinois game 2.0 2. yards before contact against Syracuse versus negative 0.6 against Illinois two yards before yeah, yeah. contact still isn't great, but it's better. You know, and Paris yeah. Jones looked good. I mean, 13 carries, 87 yards, and a touchdown. Why? Why didn't we give him the ball 20 times? And and I know that they were down by 16, but I don't think this game ever felt like we were like UVA no. was down by three, four, like three top four touchdowns, and it's like, all right, we just got to air the ball and, and try and get Brandon Armstrong to do his thing. Right? It never felt like that, and that was some of the good the good uh, second half adjustments there where they did go to Jones more. But still, I mean, you're just scratching your head about. What what is this team's potential if, if Armstrong continues to play like this and, and, and Wicks and the receivers do as well? I mean, Lavelle Davis Jr., five targets, one catch. Like, you know, it, it's gotta be more if you're gonna give him five targets, it's gotta be three catches for 60 yards.
0: Right.
1: You know, I mean it just it's disappointing for for the receiver, receiving room and, and receiving core and Armstrong, who you thought were gonna be the strength of this team.
0: You really hear like during the game, you know keton seems to be the only one with a fire under him yeah and yeah, yeah I'm sure he's not and yeah I'm not on the sidelines I'm sure there's plenty of others but if that's the you know one of your star players but the only one that, yeah. that seems to to be playing with the sense of and you know urgency my, my, people always say a sense of urgency it's I don't know you can see that like that that leadership that like yeah. physical expression of leadership. Uh, out there in and you can see it from Keaton and it's lacking it's lacking in in the other playmakers that we're used to maybe it maybe it's all because Talapapa's gone
1: yeah that's what I think about that yeah
0: (laughs) I mean (laughs) he had a big game in Washington he's doing well he did but you know it's not that they're not hurting for guys who can run the ball I was curious what happened to our freshman from Kentucky
1: yeah I don't know if it was just sort of a a lights are too bright situation I don't think Elliot was actually asked about that. That, that didn't I really remember. give him
0: a shot. I mean, so, he got – yeah.
1: he, he went one carry for one yard, and it right. seemed like he just tripped on the line of scrimmage and sort of fell forward. And, like, it's fine because um, Jones was still good, and Hollins had, I think, uh, he had one big carry on the goal line that, that opened things up for them and, and sort of got them out of safety danger. Also, that Brennan sack, that, that was 100% of safety, wasn't it? Uh,
0: that's hard because um... – that, yeah, I know what you're saying, but like it
1: seemed like he was still trying to get out of that tackle.
0: I think it. it yeah, I don't know where you draw yeah, that line. Right. But if, it's like if the initial contact is front and you're, you know, you're getting yeah. dragged backwards and fighting. That's that's hard um i you know if i were a syracuse fan i'd probably be saying like oh has got to be a safety but yeah. hey, who knows it's football yeah. rules that they just make up oh. every time uh but i mean you look at the the box score for rushing and and holland's only had two snaps but uh xavier brown only had one and i'm uh, not snaps but uh, uh carries yeah carries. brown only
1: had four snaps
0: yeah and uh, i mean paris jones is good xavier brown looked a lot better i would hope they both play and all three, you know, I I want Holland's to do well too, obviously too. So, you know, I I don't know. It was, it was weird um, to see that just because he looked so good against ODU and, and I don't know. Yeah.
1: I mean, in terms of offensive positives, I thought the way that they used Keaton was really nice to see. And the first three games didn't feel like they used him quite to his potential. Definitely. And they gave him more opportunities in high leverage situations where it's like, okay, third and three, fourth, where's the ball going to go? Okay. It's probably going to be Keaton. Either that's a handoff. I mean, on, on the goal line, I loved the call to pitch it to him. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think for a guy who's like six, three, six, four, he's tremendously good as a runner um yeah and um he had a he had a a big I think third and three conversion on that drive or maybe it may be a later drive um and so they're using him in the right scenarios I think the problem is he's not he's not going to produce 130 40 yards for you on offense he's not he he still can't be your number one like this is the guy that we're going through all game long he's Mm -hmm. he's more of a situational player where he's going to gain you I I, I can pull up the stats like he'll get you yards and he'll get you those big conversions um but he's not going to be your I mean he had he had eight catches for for 55 yards two carries for 10 and a touchdown that's good production but it's also not that's not a very high, you know, yards per catch, uh, he only adds two carries, you need Wicks, you need Wicks to be the playmaker that we all thought he was going to be, and, and yeah. some of this, you, you wonder, gosh, what if Malachi Fields was healthy, you know, what if Dakota Twitty was healthy right now, and we had real depth in that wide receiver, I have no idea what Twitty would be able to do in his first uh, year, but, you know, as a true freshman, but, but Fields looked good last year, And man, mm-hmm. like, the production in that room hopefully billy Kemp coming back and he'll yeah, be back yeah. um elliot said uh for saturday uh, that really being out against uh, syracuse is sort of a caution short week like you're nervous but the, you don't want him to get hit in the kidney and that's something bad to happen sure, but sure, hopefully sure. kemp gives you more of that reliability just from a, like a guy that's going to get open five yards beyond the line, line of scrimmage and brennan can just hit him mm-hmm. um but i don't know
0: yeah, I don't know either. I'm just looking at the uh the stats. Um again, the defense uh had a good game. Jonas Sanker, uh yeah, Charles local. Um 10 tack or yeah, 10 total tackles. Um and the uh, interception.
1: Yeah, he, he awesome. read that that interception really well. I mean, he sort mm-hmm. of came flying over from the other uh half of the field and sort of saw that that come I mean, that was a nice play. He's been a really nice bright spot. I mean, the defense has.
0: I would say Long, like we've long, up a absolutely. couple times. It those two guys hard. as
1: sophomores have mm-hmm. been huge, especially with the injuries. I mean, Cohen King, I think it's out for a couple of weeks with an MCL sprain mm-hmm. um, and, and missed early on in the year, I think, with an elbow. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I've, those guys have been huge.
0: Nick Jackson always seemed like a guy that, that had a lot of production here in terms of tackles, but wasn't – yeah you know he wasn't making those plays yeah you know like and and i think to his credit i think he's he's started to really come on this year to be a more consistent guy and then of course gets ejected from the game and yeah i don't really think it was his fault so i'm not gonna um, fault him for that whatsoever um just funny to talk about his great consistency (laughs)
1: yeah
0: (laughs) Um, i mean that was a bummer
1: Jackson looked good. And also that linebacker, I mean, it's easy when you only play two linebackers on the field to have depth, but um, in Hunter Stewart and James Jackson, the two guys that filled because Ahern went out in the second quarter. Uh, I think he's a, he's a full go for Duke. Um, But those guys looked good, especially against the run, Mm -hmm. um, which is what matters when you're only playing two linebackers. Like you're trusting that the five you have in the secondary will be Mm -hmm. able to, you know, um, I thought Radzinski's blitz, like his decisions to blitz and how he designed them, were really effective.
0: I totally um, agree, and
1: yeah. that he was sending guys at the right time. He was stunting, pulling guys back. Um, they're not really pulling bandit, like the bandit out into coverage very much, which I think is fine. Like you, I don't, I, I don't love the whole like bandit philosophy. Like just let the guy rush if mm-hmm. they're not. A Nick Jackson type who's, you know, was a linebacker to start in this good in coverage and then got mm-hmm. bigger, like, then there's no point in doing that. Chico Bennett, two sacks. Yeah. Um,
0: Campbell and Cam Butler have been huge, fantastic, huge for this D line. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, I think each week I've gotten more and more optimistic about the defense, and yeah, ho- hopefully that continues. And certainly they, they played their part holding Syracuse to field goals instead of touchdowns is what kept them in the game. Obviously yeah. you would have liked to not give up a face mask penalty with the game on the line uh, that extended uh, Syracuse's yeah. drive. And of course the eventual game winning points, but as far as, you know, taking the game in a hole, uh, the defense was a strength. I keep looking at these stats and just like grimacing when I look at uh, Armstrong's stats. though, so, I mean, 19 for 38, 138 yards on 38 throws. <laughs> average with a touchdown and interception and yeah our espn's advanced metric qbr 30.5 which is
1: yeah and a passer rating of 83.9 which basement
0: basement low um
1: and he had he was the lowest graded player via via pff um for the entire team uh so it's,
0: it's more than our line i mean that's easy
1: yeah yeah and i mean granted you know, you look at the offensive performance, and it's a tough situation because those two field goals in the first, I think it was the first quarter, um, or attempted field goals of, of 51 and 49 yards, you're sitting there scratching your head, like, okay, why did we kick there? Sure. But at the same time, it was fourth and seven and fourth and three. Sure. And you say, give the ball to to your fifth year quarterback. Trust him to make a play. If you're that close, it's not worth punting because you know, best case scenario, you get a net gain of 25 yards, and it's a not well, yeah. distance and all Punt, that. There's no
0: punting would have been worse. <laughs> right,
1: right. Punting would have been worse. Um, and so maybe you say, okay, can can Farrell? just put points on the board and it just it it, like I don't I I think you go for it no matter what I I still think especially on fourth and three or fourth and four Mm
0: -hmm.
1: also it was third and two on I guess the I'm not sure exactly I guess like the 37 or something and then Brennan tries to escape the pocket and gets brought down for a two-yard loss just go into that saying, okay, here's where we are on the field. It's third and two, Brennan. We're going to go for it on fourth, so get the ball out and let's just have two two plays to gain two yards. Yeah. And, and I feel like you should be able, any offense should be able to convert that, especially with these weapons. And, I mean, Brennan Offerman still has experience. Like, he's not in, you know, he's still a smart quarterback. Yeah, yeah. You would hope. And he still has the IQ. He's not necessarily going to get rattled. Um, although it seems like he has, um, so, so th- those are sort of like head scratchers of, okay, if you get, if you get just points out of those two drives, even yeah. if it's, even if it's just one field goal that changes the course of this game, like, even if you just convert that fourth and four and you gain 10 yards and you make it, a a, a 39 yard or Farrell probably hits that. Yeah also what was with elliot yelling well, at? i was gonna line. ask
0: you what that a lot's been said about um you know those clips and yeah and, i mean i get i get both sides of the argument because it looked bad but also like some football coach yelling at his player like it's pretty normal stuff right like i just yeah. it to me and, and being a big softy you know it looks like you're punishing a kid for your decision to have him try and make something that's out of his range yeah i'd say acc like you should be able to field somebody who has the range to to hit a 50 yarder and maybe they think he does even though he hasn't done it in a game like uh, i hope they think he does or else why the hell did you let him attempt it if you point being they must see in practice that he has the potential to have that leg or else they wouldn't have let him try but then to get in his face about like not converting a kick, the, you know,
1: I mean the fifty yard. You don't I have any about,
0: evidence that that was that can convert it. Yeah.
1: That was after the second one, which I think was forty nine yards. After mm-hmm. he missed a fifty one yarder, right? I might be off by half a yard or something, but the fifty yarder was like ten yards to his right, to the now left. It was an ugly. The screen. It yeah, was yeah. ugly. Yeah. Why do you send him back out? two yards is not that much of a
0: difference i mean like, i can see as a coach if you've seen him do it in practice you're saying okay i know he can do this and he shanked the first one let me show some confidence that i yeah. think he can do it but then he yeah. then then you don't show yell confidence at from then, missing a kick because right, the right. Is, and then replace him right. <laughs> like well, that's even yeah. more not the yelling right. yeah uh, you know uh, I don't know. I, and it, you know, we're, we're we're playing with just a little bit of the information of the larger story, but that's all right. we can do as fans with with the television feed, right? I thought yeah. it was weird. I wonder what anybody's saying about it, or if they address it. Uh,
1: all Elliot said today was that Mer- Fer- Fer- ferrell Farrell, miss hit the two kicks, and my yep. thing is just sort of like you don't yell at Brandon Armstrong when he misses a throw. You know what I mean? I, I, I just it's a mistake in execution it's not a mistake in it's not like he made like kickers don't really make decisions um <laughs> I mean there's more to it than, than I, I can understand, understand it, I'm sure yeah. but like and so I think that should have been the starting kicker this whole time personally because yeah. he has more range
0: yeah I
1: mean Elliot was talking about him nailing 48 yarders to like get out of running in fall practice. And I'm like, not that that's a game, but why aren't we getting him reps against the Richmond's and the ODU's of the world? Nothing against ODU. I mean, they play us close, but why aren't you getting
0: him those kicks and saying, Okay, well, hey, you know, maybe I we mean, will now is what we're.
1: No, I think we will. And then, and that's what Elliot said is that Betridge is, is going to be, get a chance on, on Saturday, which as someone on Twitter aptly pointed out is a great opportunity in a hurricane um, or tw- oh, whatever yeah. the heck. Yeah. I mean, it, it, so, yeah. you know, That's not ideal uh, in in that type of storm, but um, I also think that 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 big return to start the game, just if that doesn't happen, this is a completely I think UVA stumps Syracuse because it just it just seemed like all of a sudden the UVA defense got punched in the mouth just off of that one return that they put them at like the forty five or whatever, Mm -hmm. and then they stopped them and brought up fourth and two, and then the coaching staff accepted the ten yard holding penalty to bring it to third and fifteen which hindsight is 2020, but I feel like you just trust the like if they go for it, you trust the defense to get a stop or to stop them on the next, you know, successive set of downs rather than giving Schrader who is a scrambling quarterback on third and 15 more space to work with. And then I don't know why you don't have someone be, you know, inside of the sticks, just keeping an eye on that.
0: It was pretty um, classic. What you know, like it just it felt
1: like okay, we just set them up for third and fifteen. This can't go right. The risk reward doesn't seem worth it of a longer field goal or them going for fourth and two, especially with how the defense played. I mean, yeah. they only let up three point two yards on designed rushes.
0: Well, you, you know you what say I mean? In hindsight, I don't think in yeah. foresight always take the fourth down. Right. Right and I'm yeah. yeah but it's pretty easy I, yeah. you know i'm sure there's some situation but yeah like i, I thought yeah. even before we saw what happened i was like well this this could backfire and if, you know if it works then then who cares but i thought it was yeah. an unnecessary uh gamble and it didn't work but yeah i mean th- um, there were just yeah. there were
1: too many little things in this game and, and you touch on that like at the beginning i mean there were too many little things and we get into the penalties for yeah um UV, I think just playing it up right now. So 12 total penalties for 106 yards. That's a game. I mean, like there's other mistakes that were made, but 106 yards, <laughs> that's something. Yeah. Um, three false start penalties and a legal substitution when they were going for two that yeah. would have given them two more points and they lost by two. Well, they made the they made the extra point, so that's <laughs> that's. But never mind. Um, that was Still, just more points is better. Right. Than... More points is better <laughs> than fewer points. Um, and it's just like those little things. you. in the tackles. I mean, I talk about the pat, the the pass protection being a little bit better, but. Taylor and, and Leach were bad pass protection. I mean, they were consistently getting beat, and that's like Brennan's having to like step up into the pocket. Fortunately, Johnson was a little bit better in pass pro. than That's another thing we haven't mentioned, is just as Johnson taking the yeah. starting center spot from Ty Furnish, um, which Elliot talked about. Th- this is something actually interesting. Um, they're the same height, Furnish and Johnson, but uh, it's 306 pounds for Johnson versus 279 for Furnish. And you just talked about how when other teams put up five man fronts, five guys on the, on the defensive line, or at least they put a a linebacker over the center. That means that there's either a a nose tackle um, directly, you know, across from the center or there's a blitzing linebacker and that furnished with his size has struggled um, when having to take on like just a guy in his face. Um, He's also just a year behind Johnson in development because he took a red shirt year. Johnson did. So you know, th- that was fairly interesting. And it seemed like the offensive line was just a little bit more stable after that, mm. which hopefully projects well moving forward. Mm. Um, you don't love that. I mean, with such an inexperienced offensive line that hasn't played together, you don't love the fact that the center has been replaced <laughs> after four games just because, like, you want the guy in the middle of your offensive line, the guy calling things out to be consistent, to be that same Mm -hmm. guy. So you can build that continuity throughout the five of them. Um, But I think Johnson should be better um, for the long run, especially because teams have liked putting five in the box um, and and, and probably should do more of that, frankly, Mm -hmm. and and say with Brennan Armstrong, okay, make some throws, Brennan, because your running game has been the best part of your offense. You're going to have to air it out. Uh, a little bit and and try and stack that box a little bit more and and, and force this, this offensive line to protect and maybe force UVA to bring a tight end and say, okay, you got to go max protect here. Um, so I mean, this this offense is a bit of a conundrum right now. You know, if the running game is the strength of your team, and the offensive line was better uh, with the run, I mean, Logan Taylor in particular has like crazy PFF grade splits between offense and de- or not offense defense um, passing, and, and passing and running walking. Uh, so you know, it, it, at least you have that going for you. But it just it's a it's not what we expected for this team. I mean, the the performance of the team in general is not what we expected with the defense being strength. Um, yeah, but. Yeah, I mean it, it just seemed like this game was death by by a thousand paper cuts.
0: Yeah, I mean it was nice to see them come back and and you know, it's not a moral victory or anything, but it is it it it's a weird disappointment because I thought they were going to get blown out, you know. Right. <laughs> so it's yeah. sort of like, all right, yeah. they didn't have to win, but I it's just sort of a it's a it's a crushing missed opportunity to Maybe spark some optimism um, after everything we've talked about for for the first few yeah uh, games and and instead we're we're sort of in the same spot of going. Well, they gotta beat Duke to really have a, you know, us where we're hoping to be. Uh, so let's talk about the Blue Devils. Um, game is Saturday night. Like you mentioned, the weather's probably gonna be bad. Blue, uh, Blue Devils are three and one. Uh, having just lost their first loss of the season on the road against a good Kansas team, I know it's Kansas, but I think anybody following knows that the Kansas is actually pretty decent. Um, they haven't really beat anybody. I mean, Temple's terrible, Northwestern's terrible, and uh, North Carolina AT and isn't, um, you know, real. Um, so it's it's going to be uh, probably their best test other than kansas and they lost that game so you know the the advanced stats seem to favor duke enough the spread is just within that they're the home team type of um uh margin of error so you know if virginia can get a road win in the remnants of a hurricane and and start off uh getting us you know even in conference play yeah, then then we're feeling like, all right, we we can keep talking about B tech and make a bowl, and we're building something, right? Um, if they lose, it's just going to be another big disappointment. It's just going to be another reason why no one cares about this football program, and yeah. and that goes from every level involved in this process. It's just apathy. It's just the same stuff that we went through prior to Bryce Perkins. It's just the, the same stuff that so many teams and so many professional or college teams go through. But UVA football is so perilously close to slipping into apathy that they yeah. don't, they can't, you know, I, it's not fair to compare them to Nebraska, right? Nebraska is one of the biggest institutions in the sport, if not the biggest Nebraska sells out every game no matter how terrible they are so it's not a fair competition comparison but point being Nebraska has been perennially disappointing for far longer than UVA has because we had those Bryce Perkins here we don't have the luxury to rely on it being a brand on it being a fan base that that wants to come out no matter what. And um, that's the worst place you can be in is is apathy, and you're gonna yeah. see it real quick with a, a coach that, you know, as far as Twitter is concerned, um, is losing games and screaming at his players on the sideline. Like how yeah. how long that lasts, Dave Lato. Um, you know, <laughs> like remember how how quickly you know that, that and he and Lato won some. I, stuff, I don't you know? really
1: remember, but uh, yes, I understand. Point, but...
0: point being, he he wore. <laughs> Leto wore out his welcome because yeah. of his personality he seemed to be that I didn't know the guy. I don't know the people. In that yeah, no, I, I know I the that perception be it would be any he, and he one coach of the year a couple of years before. Well, Ellie hasn't won anything. I, and and well, I feel bad even making the, the comparison. Because, like you said, we, you know, football coaches yell at their players. I don't think it's that big of a deal. But if that continues to be the conversation and the losses keep piling up, it's going to pile up on those losses too. If if people, yeah. have, uh, you know, and and I'm just reading what I read out there is is people clearly do have an issue with it. Is my my whole rambling point? Anyway, this is the season's been a disappointment so far. Uh, what else can you say other than hopefully they they turn it around? And the only way to turn it around is to win next game. So
1: yeah. I mean, I, Duke, Syracuse, I don't think was a must win. Both Syracuse and Duke are, have been better than we may have expected at the beginning of the year. I think Duke was a penciled-in win, probably going away. Sure. Like like seven touchdown favorites, despite being on the road. <laughs> um, Syracuse was like, a, okay, they'll probably take care of business there. Um, and if they don't, then that's a bad sign. Syracuse is better, so it's, a, it's not quite – you know as bad of a loss perhaps um but having lost to syracuse and illinois both games they going into the year i think i mean i had Pendleton as wins which was unwise and probably part of my naivety but <laughs> you lose to duke you're two and three if you just look at the rest of the season as a whole if you pencil in a Louisville win at home, which is not a guarantee, if you lose to Duke,
0: Oh, no, not not even close. Even if they beat Duke, that's but, not a
1: close But even idea. if you say they beat, just let's just take that, and you mm-hmm. take that they beat Georgia Tech, which is a dumpster fire right now.
0: Right. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, that's got, that's off a of bye week too. So yeah, right. if you're listening, you don't. Skip then uh, after Duke, they host Louisville. You get bye, and then you go on the road right to Georgia Tech.
1: Yeah. So then you're what four and three through seven games with, I I'm going to say this out of order, but UNC Miami Pitt coastal Carolina tech that might've been in order. Actually. Mm-hmm. Um, it
0: wasn't, but okay. it was close.
1: <laughs> um, you can tell where my head is at, but <laughs> um, right now, I'm not confident that they would be favored in any of those games, even with what,
0: Maybe maybe coastal. I, no, I was agreeing. Maybe coastal, yeah.
1: right? But like, wait, 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 are all those games other than Tech at home? Uh, yes.
0: They, it's, even it's four home games, and then the game at even
1: with those four at home, I I get maybe I guess they're favorite against Coastal because Coastal hasn't looked great, but you know you'd need two wins there to get bowl eligible, and that's already assuming that they take that they beat Louisville. Um, yeah, and so this gets this gets. Dicey real quick if they lose to Duke, especially with a schedule that we came into the year saying, this is pretty easy. Like, you know, if they can take care of business on the front end, even struggling on the back end doesn't matter as much. Um, And, you know, if you lose to Duke and say, man, so we're going to be three and three in the front end. And I, think, and I know that like Georgia tech on the, on the included in the back six makes life easier, but, but still,
0: yeah. it, it's not just the losses. It's the fact that the, the office has just looked so yeah, bad. Right. Imagine they ran the same team as last year and they lost some of these games. Cause in similar fashion, cause they put up 38 when the other team put up 40, you know? Right. Right. If, if that happens in Syracuse, you're going ugh, another, another disappointing, lost that they could have won but the defense gave up too many points but we should be able to outscore a lot of these teams at home yeah right. the in the home stretch. if we get
1: one or two turnovers right. they get and the crowd it, yeah and
0: instead we're going what the hell is going on with this team we thought we had these guys that we've seen before and so yeah. it's so it's so bewildering bewildering that you don't you you can't feel confident about about any of this uh that being said, the defense is playing well, and maybe there's hope that you do cl- start clicking. You know, if Armstrong, we've seen Armstrong produce, so if it comes around for him, there's no reason to think it can't. Then then you then you're thinking, OK, six, seven wins and beating Tech and, and winning the Mayo Bowl would be a great, <laughs> a great first year. Um, So, yeah, all's not lost. It's just I hope everyone listen like it's like, you know, you sound so don't try to. It's been really disappointing. Everything except maybe the Richmond game has been really disappointing, Even you know, so, yeah hopefully hopefully that changes and what would change winning a road game against the team that was supposed to be the doormat uh, of the conference but um hasn't played a conference game yet but is three and one
1: yeah i yeah i mean i I don't have you know much to add to that i think
0: if they lose that's what i'm saying it's going to continue to just be oh uh, absolutely you know so so it is pretty critical is 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 my point there and uh yeah I, you know I think that that does wrap it up for us because uh we we run through all the stats it, it, it's it's easy to see what's going on it's it's hard to uh it's hard to know how it's going to continue <laughs> i guess it's hard to know when that rebound's going to come if at all I, I you know I think it's fair to remain optimistic that that things will turn around for the offense a little bit and like you've noted a few in a few examples there has been improvement um in a few a few places in, including the offensive line. So we yeah. shall see Saturday who's um stay tuned to the blog folks for more pregame stuff and uh, and of course postgame stuff, uh rapid recaps and and such uh but uh we'll, we'll talk to you next week. Till then go who's